Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Wolf Sports Show. There are only two teams on by this week, so a lot of action uh, for Halloween, which falls on Sunday this year. This will be the last show before next week's NFL trade deadline, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But before we get to week 8, I want to share that wolfsports.com is a lot faster now. We upgraded our hosting to account for our traffic and the size of the site and everything. And it was running relatively slow, but now it's it's pretty fast now. So if you haven't checked out wolfsports.com lately, check it out. You should notice a big difference in speed, which is great for all you guys, all you users. So again, we're going to hit all 32 teams today. We'll start with the two teams on the bye, the Ravens and the Raiders. Last week, the Ravens, in a somewhat similar game to what they did to the Chargers a couple weeks ago, the Bengals pretty much handled them, blew them out, ended up blowing them out. Lamar Jackson was just off and was harassed by an underrated Bengals defense. I think Baltimore might need to get back to running the ball more with the running backs. Jackson does a lot of damage with his legs, but I think the running backs getting more involved will help take pressure off him. He can carry them if he needs to, but they'll be in better shape most likely if they're running the ball, controlling the game more with the running backs also. Getting Latavius Murray back, he was out last week because of an ankle injury. Getting him back after the bye would help. So we'll see if they can get healthier with the week off. And the Raiders, they didn't have much trouble with the Eagles. They improved to 5-2. and two. They're looking legit. Their car seemingly carried the mantle for exiled head coach John Gruden. Remember, they had a really close relationship, and Carr was running Gruden's offense at an extremely high level. And he just kept that going, even without Gruden in the mix. And again, I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, how the Raiders' defense has been clearly much improved with Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator this year. So two strong teams on a bye, Raiders and Ravens. And we have 15 games this week. 13 on Halloween, which is kind of interesting. And we'll start with the Thursday night game like usual. The Packers at the Cardinals. Green Bay looks like they'll be without Devontae Adams because of a positive COVID test, despite him being vaccinated. The team traveled yesterday and he wasn't ruled out. So there's a chance he could get cleared today if he has if he had a negative test yesterday. Because with the NFL's rules, if you're vaccinated two negative tests 24 hours apart gets you cleared. And because Adams was not ruled out yesterday when the team traveled to Arizona, I'm thinking he might have tested negative yesterday. And they're just waiting and hoping for another one today. He's working against the clock. He'd have to take a private jet and get there if he gets cleared to Arizona. But Green Bay is ahead in terms of the time zone, so like he can make up some time flying there maybe it's just wishful thinking for me he's on my fantasy team obviously you want to see him on the field he's one of the best players in the nfl and a huge difference maker for the packers so everyone should want him out there and it's kind of unfair that he's unable to play and it looks like that short week might end up hurting him if he's out like i'm sure with a lot of guys a big reason why they were vaccinated is because they didn't want to miss any time but it looks like he still might miss time 
But again, let's hope not. And for Arizona, this is their first primetime game of the season. And they'll have a chance to show everyone that they're a legitimate contender that plays a physical game. I think the thought of many is that they're more of a finesse team, which you'd think they would be. Like they brought in Cliff Kingsbury, run the air raid. But they haven't been like that. They haven't been finesse team. They've been a physical team this year, especially on defense. However, losing J.J. Watt to a shoulder injury, which he's getting surgery next week reportedly, according to multiple reports, that is a tough loss and unfortunate for a guy that's a future Hall of Famer that's had injury issues throughout his career, and he's likely done for the season. Maybe he could return for the playoffs or really late in the year. But it'll be more entertaining if Adams can get cleared, but this should be a really good one to kick off week on Thursday Night Football on Fox. Moving to Sunday, the Panthers go to Atlanta to face the Falcons. The NFC South, those appear to be two teams that are sort of going in opposite directions. Carolina can't get much of anything going offensively as of late. Sam Darnold was benched last week for P.J. Walker, who I think Walker can be a solid starter if put in the full-time role. He has experience dating back to his time at Temple, started as a freshman, and and he was great in the XFL league. He would have won MVP most likely if it didn't fold. And I think he's a guy that could turn to if Darnold doesn't turn it up soon. But the receivers around Darnold also need to play better, and not having Christian McCaffrey hurts big time. Meanwhile, the Falcons' offense appears to have unleashed rookie tight end Kyle Pitts, who had 163 yards on National Tight End Day last week. That was my hope, that coming off the bye, they would keep Pitts involved like he was in London and incorporate star receiver Calvin Ridley back in. With Pitts, Ridley, and Cordero Patterson, the Falcons can be tough to stop if Matt Ryan is protected. And we'll see if the Panthers have all-pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore make his debut for the team this week. And it'd also be a season debut. He's been out with a quad injury from dating back to last year. And he was a big acquisition for the Panthers. I was surprised they got him for the late round pick they got him for. And the Panthers are expected to compete for a playoff spot. So this is big. It's important they get a win in the division over a Falcons team that's coming in on a winning streak, a mini winning streak, while... The Panthers are sliding a bit. Another divisional game, Titans at the Colts. Both teams playing really well right now. Tennessee has gotten the Ryan Tannehill-AJ Brown connection going. Brown is clearly an elite talent, one of the best receivers in the league. Containing both Brown and Derrick Henry is very challenging for a defense. And I also saw some signs last week of Julio Jones perhaps being ready to emerge soon as the game-breaking all-pro we're used to seeing. He hasn't played really a full complement of snaps, but if the hamstring's good and they get him involved more just to get the ball in his hands, like last week he broke a couple tackles on one of his catches and looked like his usual self, if they can get him going with Brown and Henry and with the way Tannehill's played the past couple of years, and with the way the defense, they're just kind of tenacious. Made the Chiefs look really bad last week. 
The Titans look in excellent shape. And for the Colts defensively, they've tightened things up since allowing the epic Lamar Jackson comeback from a couple of from a few weeks ago. Carson Wentz had some shaky throws early last week, Sunday night against the Niners, but he's playing well overall. They haven't like fully fed Jonathan Taylor as I've been kind of pounding the tail for each week. But he's getting enough touches to do damage. However, this week I think he really needs to be 25 carries. In the first matchup against the Titans earlier this season, he was running well. I think it was 10 carries, 64 yards, 66 yards, something like that. I think 64 yards. He basically disappeared in the fourth quarter. The Colts were up late in the game. And if that's the case again, you got to close it out with Taylor, in my opinion. Dolphins and Bills also played earlier this year and will have their second matchup, divisional matchup this week. I think the Dolphins will benefit when the trade deadline comes and goes, assuming they do not pull the trigger on Deshaun Watson right now. But at 1-6, and six, they desperately need a win, and they'll face a Bills team that's had their number since Josh Allen joined the team. Tua's playing well, but he's got to hear. He says he doesn't pay attention to the rumors, but he's got to know he's going to be an ass about it in the media and everything, that there's basically talk that he's not good enough for the Dolphins. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, they're interested in Deshaun Watson, which multiple reports indicate is real. Pretty much everyone indicates it's real interest in Watson, wanting to get Watson. But I think Tua has played well. His connection with tight end Mike Kosicki has been great. And he's going to need to play really well against the Bills this week. Buffalo has led at halftime in their last 15 games, which is an NFL record. They'll look to pile on against the Dolphins early, as they have in previous matchups. The Bengals, coming off a massive victory last week at Baltimore, will now go to New York. A confident Joe Burrow is a scary sight for defenses, and his confidence is at an all-time high after the Bengals torched the Ravens last week. I believe I said in the first show that if the Bengals' defense is even average, which was certainly possible with veteran pieces they have. They should be very good as a team. And Cincinnati is even better than I thought they might be. Again, they kind of hounded Lamar Jackson. Trey Hendrickson was a looks like a really strong pickup. They're facing a Jets team that's without Zach Wilson for at least a couple of weeks because of a knee injury, which is a tough break for his development during the rookie season. I did not understand the Joe Flacco trade by the Jets. I like Flacco a lot, probably better than probably better than anyone in the media, but a conditional fifth or sixth is a bit steep to me, considering New York is not in the playoff picture. Mike White is getting the start this week. I liked him as a mid-round quarterback coming out of school a few years ago, but he just appeared in his first NFL game last week, and he has a tough task going up against that Cincinnati defense in his first career start. So expect the Bengals to keep it going, get to 6-2 and two, as they look to still early in the season, but they're in the mix for the top seed in the AFC right now. Back to another divisional matchup. The Steelers will go to Cleveland. The Steelers are coming off a bye, 
while the Browns are coming off like a mini buy because they played last Thursday night. There was a ton of speculation about Mike Tomlin and the USC job. It was just rumors, a lot of smoke, not much fire. And Tomlin said it was a joke to him. He was asked about it and was pretty mad. And he said, like, you guys, the media, don't ask Andy Reid, don't ask Sean Payton. They're also Super Bowl winning head coaches about leaving a great NFL job and going to college. Tom was totally right. He's People are making it like USC is the greatest job in sports. He's the head coach of the Steelers. He's won a Super Bowl. He's never had a losing season. He's... It is it is insulting to him. Like he's had a ton of success in the NFL. You don't ask Belichick about is he gonna go coach in college or I'm not saying Tom was on Belichick's level, but he's a great head coach. Why would he leave a great organization and go coach in college? Makes no sense. And Pittsburgh lost to Cleveland in the playoffs last year. So Tomlin's stance paired with that, I think the Steelers will be ready this week. The Browns remain banged up, but the missed game last week hopefully gave Baker Mayfield time to get a little healthier while he deals with his serious left shoulder injury. And Nick Chubb, dealing with calf, is expected to be back for Cleveland, or hopeful to be back at least, which would be an obvious boost despite how well Dearness Johnson played last Thursday night against the Broncos. We can probably expect a really close game between the Steelers and the Browns. I think the Eagles and the Lions will also be a close game. Things are getting pretty ugly in Philadelphia, which is off to its worst start in two decades. Defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon is under fire from multiple directions, including star defensive lineman Fletcher Cox. Not a great spot for the Eagles. So this might be a great spot for Detroit to get their first win. The Lions put out all the stops while trying to upset the Rams last week. They're playing hard, continue to play hard. And it should be a matter of time before they get a win. And the game being in Detroit will help as they look to get on the board with their first victory of the season. Houston, thankfully, already got on the board with a win against the Jaguars. Their upcoming schedule looks challenging on paper. They host the Rams this week. It should be a game the Rams handle, especially after the Lions put them on upset alert last week. But the Texans will be in a better spot if Tyrod Taylor is able to return to the lineup, assuming he reassumes the starting role over rookie Davis Mills after missing several weeks with a hamstring injury. Taylor returned to practice yesterday, but he doesn't appear to be full go yet. We'll see if he can play. I would think they will start him if he's healthy and ready to go because they're they're trying to win some games and they want Mills to get more experience, I'm sure, but that maybe can come later in the season. And keep an eye on the Texans. They traded Mark Ingram back to the Saints. They might move more players ahead of the deadline. The Niners will go to Chicago to face the Bears. You can never really predict what will happen in a given game, but I expect this to be a defensive battle at Soldier Field. The Niners are not used to losing when Jimmy Garoppolo is on the field, and Jimmy G is looking to bounce back after he struggled some in the bad weather last Sunday night in the loss to the Colts. Chicago just needs to get the passing attack going, which hasn't happened with Justin Fields under center. Fields did say that he and his receivers 
are now going to have their own weekly meetings as they look to get on the same page. Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney are too good for the Bears not to be doing more through the air. Though rookie running back Khalil Herbert shockingly ran for 100 yards on the Bucks defense last week, so they definitely have something going with him in the rushing attack at least. And Chicago's 3-4. and four. They're not out of it, but it feels like they're worse than their record indicates. The defense stepping up and maybe scoring a touchdown or something like they did earlier this weekend or earlier this year against the Bengals, whenever the Bengals would be big. And news just came down that Devontae Adams apparently will not be cleared in time for tonight, so he's out, which is disappointing. So Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur will look to game plan and get an upset win without arguably the best receiver in the league. Look for Aaron Jones to be more involved as a receiver, which has happened in the past when Adams has been out of the lineup. And back to the Sunday action, the Patriots face the Chargers. The Pats were out of the Jets last week. The run game is rolling with Damian Harris. The new supporting pieces are coming together. New England is 3-4, and four, but as opposed to the Bears, I feel like they're better and will be better than their record indicates right now. This week against the Chargers will be a big test to see where they're really at at this point in the season. LA is coming off the bye, and Justin Herbert is looking to shake off the poor outing from his last game versus Baltimore. The Jags also had off last week. I'm anxious to see how the Jags respond after getting a win in London and then going on the bye. Also interested to see how Trevor Lawrence fares in a tough Seattle environment. And we know how the Seahawks are going to play. They want to take care of the ball, make it close in the end with a shot to win. They've had that opportunity the past two games. Losses to two good teams, Steelers and Saints. But they cannot fall to two and six as they look to remain within striking distance for when Russell Wilson returns, which is likely going to be sooner than expected. And somewhat quietly, with the new sort of playing style the Seahawks are going with, keeping games close and trying to pull it out in the end, the Seahawks defense has played better after, like last season, they had a terrible start defensively, but they've gotten together and they're playing pretty well on that side of the ball now. The Saints, who beat the Seahawks last on Monday night, will host the Bucks this week. Expect this to be a fiery matchup. Jameis Winston facing his old team. And the Saints defense always plays with an edge and near the line with some of their occasional antics. The Bucks knocked them out of the postseason last year and route to the Super Bowl. So New Orleans should be pumped up in the Superdome. But the Bucks should get Rob Gronkowski back and Tom Brady is playing as well as anyone. Antonio Brown dealing with an ankle issue is looking shaky. Expect Marshawn Lattimore to be on Mike Evans most of the day. So Brown's out. I think it'll be key for Chris Godwin to have a big afternoon. And that's Bucks at New Orleans is definitely one of the games of the week. Washington goes to Denver. Taylor Heineke was better last week. He's been inconsistent. He was better, though, last week. And he did a lot of damage with his legs. Washington only scored 10 points at the Packers, but I'm sure if you're listening, you've seen, like, they really should have had another touchdown 
Heineke, they said he gave himself up because that's the rule. Diving for the end zone, but he really could have walked in. He didn't need to dive. It was kind of uh, stylistic, I guess, a little bit sliding in there. But then it led to them not scoring, and they ended up losing by 14. Hopefully Heineke can play like he did last week, make plays with his legs if he needs to, but I'm looking for Antonio Gibson to perhaps have a breakout type of game against the struggling Denver linebacker group. On the Broncos offense, Teddy Bridgewater talked about the urgency for the team. They should get Jerry Judy back from injured reserve, which will help. Both teams very much need a victory. And finally, the Sunday night, Halloween night game. The Cowboys face the Vikings in Minnesota. The expectation is that Dak Prescott will be ready to go despite dealing with calf injury, though I don't think he'll be at 100%. With Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and that's just the offense. The defenses have star players too. Trevon Diggs, Daniel Hunter, who one of the scariest guys you go up against, so that might not be fun on Halloween night. There are a lot of star players all over the field for this Halloween night matchup, and it should be a good one. And to conclude week eight, the Giants will face the Chiefs. The Giants have been sort of playing well and pulling out wins when you least expect it. I didn't think they would beat the Saints earlier this season. I thought the Panthers would get back on track last week but it was the Giants that controlled the game against Carolina. So maybe they'll play a struggling Chiefs team close on Monday night. However, Kansas City is too talented to be playing like this. Patrick Mahomes is coming off the worst game of his career, aside from maybe the Super Bowl last season. There's too much talent, too good of coaching for the Chiefs. They're in a funk, obviously, but they should snap out of it. I don't know how they do. Something's just off with them right now. Maybe it's a big play down the field to Hill or Miko Hardman. Maybe it's getting Travis Kelsey going for a massive outing. Maybe the defense or special team steps up, makes a huge play, and gives the entire squad a jolt. But we're not used to seeing this from the Chiefs. Now, as promised, to a little bit of trade deadline talk. Again, if you have any comments you'd like to share or questions or whatever, you can send them in at davidchapine at wolfsports.com. From Carl in New York, any trade deadline targets or teams to look out for? For teams, aside from the Dolphins, they've been talked about a lot. They might even make a non-quarterback trade to get going like Brian Flores is not happy with how the season's going clearly he was frustrated mad after the close loss last week so maybe the Dolphins as a team to watch even if it's not for but I think maybe look out for the Chiefs especially if they don't play well on Monday night they might they've been aggressive surrounding Patrick Mahomes and the team with as much talent as they need to have success Maybe they'll get something going on the trade market if Monday night, if they're not happy with their Monday night performance. Or either way, really, because they probably do not feel they're 
good enough to beat the top teams right now. As for players, I think the running backs, there could be a market for. Marlon Mack of the Colts requested a trade. He's a former 1,000-yard rusher. He's just stuck behind Jonathan Taylor and also Naheem Hines in Indy. Mack can certainly be a strong contributor to an offense. So keep an eye on him. Also, the Ravens running backs. A couple of weeks ago, there was reports that, I guess it was that teams are interested in them or whatever. Tyson Williams is someone to keep an eye on. He's ran the ball pretty well when gotten opportunities this year, but he's basically behind the veterans in Baltimore at this point. And there aren't there aren't too many obvious trade targets that like you can definitely expect will be on the move. But I think keep an eye on Alan Robinson in Chicago. He's on the franchise tag. This season has not gone well at all for him from a statistical perspective and really just in general. He's still an outstanding playmaker in his prime. He's at this point probably not eager to return to Chicago. They might want to see what they can get for him. The one issue is that he's going to need to be paid after the season unless he's or either way, really, if he's franchise tagged again. But maybe the Chiefs, if they didn't add Josh Gordon already, I would say it'd be more likely. But maybe the Chiefs will make a move for Robinson to somehow give the offense a boost. But yeah, I think Robinson's an under-the-radar guy to watch ahead of the trade deadline. And I don't think he'd mind at all to go to another team. And aside from the Texans, it's been somewhat quiet, the trade deadline. We had the Flacco trade and the Mark Ingram trade to the Texans. But deadlines tend to make deals. The NFL has gotten pretty crazy with trades. Not much that could happen would surprise me at this point. So we could see more moves than are expected for the deadline next week. And we'll have a recap, deadline recap, assuming there are some moves made on next week's show. And for the lock of the week, you can get all five on wolfsports.com. I said last week we felt pretty good about the picks. Last week we went 4-1 and one on the against the spread picks. So get all five on the site. But my biggest lock of the week, I like Bengals minus 10.5. Versus the Jets. Again, Mike White making his first career start. Facing a Bengals defense that's played well. It's going to be tough for the Jets to keep up with the Bengals, most likely. And so that's just about it for this week's show. Remember, wolfsports.com, as I said at the top, we upgraded some things, and it's much faster now, the site, so everyone should enjoy that. Get to each page way quicker. Everything loads super fast now. So be sure to check that out. You can get all our analysis, NFL, fantasy football. Check out the trick or cheat. Fantasy football. It's our Halloween version of the thumbs up, thumbs down for recommended plays and sits and who to be maybe 
a little lower on expectation wise for a given week the week eight trick-or-treat so look at that on wolfsports.com and run the show there enjoy the games enjoy the deadline next week and happy halloween